I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of r slash nuclear revenge. There's two stories in this one. The first story is why you should never snitch on friends. It's actually from r slash black hole revenge. And a lot of you have messaged me about it, saying it'll fit perfectly in Nuclear Revenge. It's a little on the darker side, which some of you may enjoy. The second story is a lot lighter, and involves two neighbors going at it. I hope you stay for these stories today, because they're both so well written, and subscribe for future videos. This first story's titled, Don't Be a Snitch, Bitch. I'm gonna start by saying that unlike most people who post things like this, I'm not sorry. At all. I'm aware that what I did was to put mildly evil, but honestly, I don't care. Make of that what you will, I did what I did. This story occurs in the early 2000s in a large urban city that I'm gonna decline to name. I was 17 at the time, I was extremely hooked on narcotics, and my addiction had consumed the entirety of my life. My mother threw me out of our apartment after I stole our rent money for the second time to pay my dealer, and she did the right thing. I'm not gonna argue it. I was a shitty human, and in a way, I deserved the life I ended up living. I ended up working the streets, not an escort. I was the type of working girl you found on street corners, not in the phone book with a booking agent. It wasn't a fun job, and the guy I worked for was a complete dickhead, but he kept me high more often than not, and didn't beat my ass too often. So as far as I was concerned, it was a whatever job. He had other girls besides me working for him. We'll call them Honey and Sugar. Honey was okay. She was a user like I was, and if I was short, she was always down to share. I liked her, so I never minded working with her. She also knew how to keep her mouth shut, which was something I appreciated. Sugar, on the other hand, was another story. She was a bitch. Anything she heard went right back to daddy's ear. Anything she saw, she reported on. If you skimmed off the top of a tip so you could buy some condoms or a candy bar, she's snitching. Spent a little extra time with a date, that mouth would run. The bitch never shut up, and Honey and I hated her for that reason. The crazy thing was that it didn't win her points with Daddy either. He didn't like that stuff any more than we did. He knew we did minor things, and as long as we weren't messing with his money, he didn't give a damn about five bucks here or there because it meant we weren't asking him for shit. But she'd always bring it to his attention, so he had to deal with it. It got old fast. She was weird, too. Even though she did all those things, she somehow thought that we were still friends. On many occasions, she'd snitch, and I'd get my ass beat. And then the next day, she'd act buddy-buddy, like she thought I would just forget what she did. It was crazy, so yeah, safe to say, I had a problem with her, and I was waiting for the chance to fuck her over royally. The opportunity came on a slow night. It was about 1am, and it was pissing rain. I was tired. I'd been out since 9, and only had one date, so I was nervous about going home with a light take, when this guy rolls up. Nice car, a bit dated, but still nicer than most of the ones rolling around in the area, 
so I perked up. The window goes down, and he's an older dude in his 50s. He had this super dark hair that I automatically knew was box dyed because his mustache was salt and pepper, and the whole car weirdly smelled like mint. I didn't care. I needed the money, so I got in. He wanted full service, which was $100 in my pocket, which would be enough so I could call it a night and go home without daddy being too upset about it. It was still a light bag, but I'd get my hit, and I could go to sleep and not be sick. The dude drives us to the back of this shutdown bodega, and I was ready to just get it done, so I was down. He and I moved to the back seats, and he handed me my money, and I looked down to stuff it into my bra, and then began pulling up my skirt. I only took my eyes off him for half a second, but all of a sudden, the dude grabbed my throat with both hands and started squeezing. The funny thing was, I wasn't even surprised. I seriously considered just not fighting, just letting it happen. I was miserable. My life was shit, and it wasn't like anybody was gonna miss me. Would it be so bad? In the end, I fought back. He had me halfway up against the door, so I pretended to black out and went limp, and he let go of my throat, to get his fly down I guess. And while he was leaned back off me, I pulled my leg up and kicked him square in the jaw, then reached behind me and went for the door handle. It wasn't locked, and I ended up on the ground on my ass. I got up and booked it down the street as fast as I could. I lost both of my shoes in the process because no way I was going to run in heels. The good news was, I still had my money. My neck was bruised, front and back, but it wasn't long before I was too high to care. Life went on, new day, same bullshit. Two months later, when it was the middle of summer, me and Sugar were out together. Honey already had a date and had just come back from one, so I was making use of an alley for a bit to clean up. Sugar was standing on the sidewalk waiting. And then, what do I see rolling down the road? That familiar nice sedan. I slowed down, and I knew it was him. Same guy, same car. And Sugar was gonna take the date. That was the same date that almost killed me. He hadn't seen me behind the dumpster, but I saw him. I could have said something. I could have yelled at Sugar and told her about the guy, but I didn't. I didn't say a word. I watched her get in the car, and I watched the taillights fade into the distance, and I already knew Sugar wasn't going to be coming home that night. She didn't have a clue what she'd gotten herself into either. I told Honey about the guy as soon as I got back. I told her how he looked, and what car he drove, about how he smelled so she wouldn't get in with the same psycho that I did by accident. But I never warned Sugar. Maybe in the back of my mind, I was hoping that I'd have the opportunity to do what I did. Sugar didn't come back that night, or any night in the year that I worked. I only saw the car one more time, driving slow down the street, to look who was out. I waved, and blew him a kiss. He did me a favor after all, so no hard feelings about the whole strangling thing. I sure as shit wasn't getting into his car again, but I wasn't mad about it. I never saw him, or that car again. Not too long after that, I got arrested, which led me to actually getting clean and getting my shit together. Never told anybody about what I did that night until now. Never told the cops about him either because A, I was doing my own dirt, and B, as long as Honey wasn't getting in his car, I didn't give a fuck who else he picked up. Still don't. Not my problem. No idea what happened to Sugar after she left that night. I never heard anything about her again, and neither did anybody else I know of. Nobody ever showed up either, so it's not 100% certain that she's in a ditch somewhere. But I have a small hunch that she is. I know he was planning on ending my life that night, 
It explains why he didn't bitch about the fact that I told him money first. He just handed it over, no arguments, no half now, half when I get off. He figured he'd just get it back when he was done. Not like I was going to need it anymore, but jokes on him. I got away, and I didn't have to fuck him. Sometimes everybody wins, except sugar that is. Go tell daddy now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Guys, that story was super dark. The first time I read it, I couldn't believe the ending. And the sad thing is, this may very well have happened because over many decades, we've seen crimes like this happen over and over again. Let's hope that it's just a story, and not someone's confession. But, it's time to change up the mood a little. This next story is titled, Drive long sharp nails into my fence, kill my vine, enjoy the weeds my siblings with. This title makes no sense. Enjoy the weeds my siblings with? Not sure if this counts as nuclear, but I was told to post here. So here goes. This happened in the summer of 1974, when I was 4 years old. When I was a kid, we had a next-door neighbor who was a total megabitch. Megabitch was a 40-something woman who liked high heels, big jewelry, lots of makeup, and wore long flowy caftans in garish colors that did not flatter her. She had a big perm, remember, it's the 70s, and was notorious in our neighborhood for being an absolute entitled twat. Her favorite thing to do was go onto neighbors' landings, either in the early morning or late at night, and steal decorations of potted plants, which she would then put in her back garden. She even once dug up someone's small tree out of their front yard because, according to the neighbor, she felt it would look better in her garden. For the most part, she left my family alone. My family has a take-no-shit rep in the neighborhood, and she knew it. She would only glare at me and my siblings when we played outside since she hated kids. Sadly, the peace didn't last. One day, one of my sisters got badly sliced by a long nail when she went to pick flowers off the flower vine on the fence. Important later, it turns out that Megabitch had hammered dozens of long nails into our fence so she could hang potted plants that she most likely stolen. The leaves on the vine had hidden them until my sister got sliced. Mom was pissed. So she went out and actually spent the rest of the day hammering each and every nail through the fence and back into Megabitch's garden, causing many of the pots to fall and break. About a month later, my mom goes into our kitchen and sees a man in our yard. She goes out and asks, 
What the fuck are you doing? The guy tells her that he was a gardener and had been hired to get rid of the vine on the fence. Mom asked him who hired him to do this. The owner of the fence, he told her, and gestured to Megabitch's house. Mom told him calmly, since none of this was his fault, that it wasn't Megabitch's fence, and she was the owner. The poor guy was horrified. However, the damage was done. He'd already cut into the woods and roots, and now our vine was dead. After the poor guy left, my mom went into Megabitch's house and confronted her. The lady didn't even deny it, just laughed in my mom's face and said, I did it, so what? It's not like you can do anything about it. Then sauntered back into her house. She just messed with the wrong family. Two days later, Megabitch went on a two-week vacation with her husband to Cabo. Revenge time. The day she left, my older siblings, along with a family friend, decided that Megabitch's back garden needed improvements. So they climbed the fence, went into her garden, dug up all the pretty flowers, small trees, and carted them out, along with the stolen decorations. They replaced them with high pollen weeds, quick-growing ivy, and lots and lots of poison oak and poison ivy that they'd carefully dug up from the nearby state park. My family excitedly waited. When Megabitch got back from vacation and saw her new and improved garden, she threw the biggest, most epic tantrum and meltdown that we've ever seen. It was spectacular. A whole class of sugared up, pissed off preschoolers couldn't have thrown a bigger tantrum. From the top of the fence, we all watched. As Megabitch screamed and ranted, she pulled her hair, she kicked the weeds and threw anything she could get her hands on, all the while cussing and screeching like she was getting a chili powdered enema. Then, she spotted all of us watching her. She yelled and cursed at us laughing kids, coming to the conclusion that we had done this to her precious garden. By this time, all the surrounding neighbors were also watching, but she, of course, zeroed in on us. Megabitch then stormed over to our house and banged on the door until my mom opened it. Megabitch then demanded my family not only pull all those ugly plants out, but of course, pay for new ones and plant them, and to do it now, right now. Mom just looked at her, yawned, and told her she had zero proof that it was her kids who'd done it. Mom then reminded her that she'd stolen dozens of plants from the neighbors, had been caught blatantly stealing from their front gardens, yet was surprised that someone had retaliated. Mom laughed, told her off, and went back inside. She ranted at us through the door for about an hour until her voice blessedly gave out. She then stomped back into her house. We donated most of the dug up plants to neighbors that she'd stolen it from and returned the stolen ornaments and decorations to their rightful owners. We kept two rose bushes, which we planted by our back gate, a ceramic hearth cat, which I still have, and a glass and metal sun god decoration that nobody claimed. Megabitch never did get rid of all those weeds and didn't realize it was poison oak until she was pulling barehanded and until she and her husband got horrible rashes over a third of their bodies in some very unfortunate places. And that's it for today's episode of r slash nuclear revenge featuring r slash black hole revenge. If you guys enjoyed the stories, be sure to leave a thumbs up and comment letting me know what you thought of the first story and whether or not it was nuclear or deserved the rating of black hole revenge. If you aren't subscribed, hit that subscribe button because I release videos pretty much every day. Almost. See you guys in the next one. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.